0: Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, <laughs> Em. No, guys, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Okay, obviously we are all collectively losing our minds from the footage of Taylor Swift in the box with Travis Kelsey's mom. But legitimately one second before we hit record, this video broke, which I'm sure by the time this comes out will be everywhere, of them after the game, like going into the locker room. I don't, What the f- fuck is
1: going on? Holy shit. Okay. I need to set the scene for what it was like one second before we hit record. <laughs> you and I, every single time we're about to record, we will go on and we will talk through the episode for a couple of minutes, how we want to organize it, what we think we have to talk about first, what's the most important thing, what we want to touch on. And so we are in the middle of doing that, right? Like we're like, okay, definitely going to talk about Taylor first. And as we're in the middle of our discussion, I go, oh my God, there's a video of them together. Look what Isabel just said on Insta. And as if we were fucking boots on the ground about to break this to you guys in real time on live news, Emma goes, oh my God, oh my God. Do you, do you have to set record? You have to start right now. <laughs> like we could not wait one second longer to- Oh my God, we haven't even discussed. We literally have not had a chance to discuss. No, I I am shocked at the
0: reaction that I'm having to this. Are you flipping? I'm flipping. Okay, hold on. First of all, at the time that we're recording this, it's Sunday, September 24th, right? The first even inkling of anything going on with them was... September 12th, uh, an, an article from The Messenger that we spoke about last week. The way that this has progressed in 12 days, this morning, she is sitting in the box next to his mom yelling, let's fucking go, and he scores a touchdown. And then hours later, they're walking side by side
1: post-game. <laughs> but wait, let's go back even not that much longer ago than that, where he is on the Pat McAfee show saying... You know, I know there are rumors going around, but um, I think it's kind of like a game of telephone and everyone's repeating what they hear, but no one knows what's going on. But I did say to her, like, you know, you did your show at Arrowhead. I think it's time for you to see mine. So the ball's kind of in your court. And so we have this last week statement from him about this hypothetical scenario in which Taylor will watch him do his thing at the stadium where he plays, where she has previously performed. And then for that to come true immediately that next sunday like the sunday as soon as it could come true following him giving that statement it came true like i have never seen something come to light that quickly
0: this was on thursday he gave that quote on thursday and that quote was circulating going viral we posted that to our story i didn't expect this said arrowhead visit would be three days later I have had this video on loop, by the way, the entire time we've been recording and it is no more than five seconds. And also by the time this episode is released, I'm sure there will be, or hopefully there will be more things, but this is taking me out. I, holy fuck. Okay, sorry. I, I know I need to catch my breath, but the other thing I just need to say about this is like, for five years, Taylor Swift dated Joe Alwyn in the most private, low-key relationship to the point where I really thought that that was how she wanted it to be. I mean, obviously we knew that he wanted the privacy, but at the time I kind of thought that because of how famous she is, that this is what she craves in a relationship. This is the the piece that she wants. And maybe it was what she wanted at the time, but for that to end and for her to just like fucking go for it in such a fun way, this is so what I am here for. I actually can't even imagine what it must be like to be a diehard Swifty in this moment because they must be
1: losing it even a million times more than we are. But also reflecting, like you said, on her relationship with Joe Alwyn, where it was five years of pretty much as private as a relationship can get, where I think a lot of Swifties are now thinking like, oh, wow, how nice of this change of pace where you had a period of time where she was dating somebody that, wouldn't even talk about her, wouldn't be seen in public with her, quote unquote, from their perspective, to now this switch of it being so overly public and him kind of declaring these feelings for her to anybody who will listen before they even started dating. And so it was the back and forth and the ups and downs of this has been so crazy, but it has all taken place in such a short period of time.
0: Such a short amount of time. And my head is spinning from this. I am so into this. I am into this in a way that I, I never expected to. I mean, by the way, both of these people are the last people I would ever expect either of them to date, truly. I truly, truly mean that. Yet somehow it is just working. And I think one of the things that's really working about it is just how much fun the whole thing feels. Like she is having the time of her life next to Donna Kelsey. And I don't care whether you're Taylor Swift or you're a high school girl who's watching your boyfriend who's the quarterback of the high school football team. That is a really, really fun spot to be in. And so like, on the most massive grand scale with this much
1: attention, I I just, I'm on cloud nine over this. No, it it doesn't get better than this pop culture-wise, celebrity news-wise, relationship-wise. And this is the type of thing where they could stop dating next week. You know what I mean? This doesn't have to be a relationship that lasts for it to be as fun and as exciting as it feels in this moment. Because I think the sheer fact that it's progressed in the way that it has feels unlike anything that we've ever seen from her. This is like fucking pop culture gold. I mean, by the way, um, this entire episode is jam packed. Like celebrities are giving, giving. Well, that's what I was going to say to you a
0: month, two months ago, we had this whole conversation about like, guys, you got to help us out a little, give us a little something. And somewhere someone was listening because they are showing up
1: for work in a real way. And I am nothing but grateful for that. And you know what's great about it? A lot of the stories that we get into are fun, like really great stories. I think aside from the Joe Jonas-Sophie Turner divorce, which we're all incredibly fascinated by, but obviously saddened by. What you can see with Taylor Swift right now, which is so representative of like what we crave so deeply in celebrity news is like. This is so clearly fun for her. And for us as consumers of that, like that's all we want to see. All we want is something to talk about and obsess over. And while we're doing that, we want to see that the other person who we're talking and obsessing over is having as much fun with it as we are. Because relationships and hooking up and the beginning of relationships are inherently supposed to be lighthearted and fun. It's not supposed to be this intense, serious thing. And so we want our discussions of it to beat that same energy. And so it so clearly can based on what we're seeing.
0: Well, also from his perspective, I cannot get over how much of a flex this is. Like here he is in January attending the Aeros tour and just casually throwing out a comment about his upset of never getting to give her the friendship bracelet. And a few months later, she's at the game, she's in the box with his mom, and she's now making her way to the locker room. Like, I understand that Travis Kelsey, as an athlete, has really cemented himself as a very respectable, accomplished member of the Chiefs. Like if you're somebody that plays fantasy football, for example, maybe you want him on the roster. Obviously, this is not my area of expertise, but like, I'm going to go on record
1: and saying this is debatably the most impressive thing he's done in his career. Two Super Bowl rings kind of have nothing on this situation.
0: And just to clarify, I don't even necessarily mean just the sheer act of like dating Taylor Swift. I mean, the way in which this happened, like he put this out into the universe and now he looks so fucking cool. And by the way, so hot in this video of him in this blue and white thing. And she's just like, Julie, I have always, I I know I said this last week and I say this to you all the time. I have been into this man for literally seven years and I am not even one ounce jealous of this situation. I am nothing but in pure
1: awe of, of everything. I'm like zero notes. You know what it is? I think we always have these pop culture stories that go in and out and they reach their peak and then we forget about it the next week and then another thing comes and that reaches its peak and then we forget about it. And that's exactly what this will follow as well. Like this will have its moment and then it will die down a little bit and maybe it'll have another big moment and maybe it'll die down a little bit or maybe this will be the biggest moment of it all and, and that will be it. I just think that when you have a high this high in terms of a pop culture moment, like it doesn't, I, I said this before, but it doesn't have to be serious in order for us to like live for it in this sort of a way. And I am just living for it.
0: Oh, this whole thing could be done legitimately tomorrow, and I would still have nothing but gratitude for getting the content we did in the way that we did. Because to me, it's so much more about the progression of this whole thing, meaning we know for a fact he was the one that was pursuing her. And I don't know exactly how that went down, whether she saw his quote, whether he reached out via DM, whether he reached out through his manager, through his people, but somehow He made it happen. And to me, the the reason that I'm loving this so much, everything else aside, if you had to actually ask me like the one thing that is probably making me like this the most, it's that the fantasy in my mind of how smooth Travis Kelsey is, is living up clearly to reality. Because you don't get to just call out your adoration for Taylor Swift on a podcast and then a couple of months later have her in the box with your mom if you're not actually as smooth as the rest of the world and a large amount of the female population thinks that you are. So
1: That's, that's like personally where I'm at. There's something incredibly wholesome about him too. That is why I feel like the whole Taylor Swift thing makes sense. But listen, the thing with a celebrity, the thing with an athlete is that you only know them in the capacity that they give you themselves in. So I don't know Travis Kelsey on a personal level. Like I've never fucking hung out with him, unfortunately, but from everything that we've seen in terms of the way that he is with his brother, the way that he is with his nieces, the way that he is with his mom, crying on the podcast after the Super Bowl because of how happy he was for his mom to have that moment. Like just the way that he talks and and shows himself all feels like there is something cool, smooth, but wholesome about him. And I think that element of being wholesome presenting is so imperative. (laughs) I I don't know another word, but like so imperative in this Taylor Swift saga because if you go back to what we were saying about Maddie Healy a couple of months ago, we were like, yeah, we love seeing Taylor Swift have fun. We love seeing her name in the news. We love this like moment that she's having, but like does it have to be with this guy? And Travis Kelsey just feels like the perfect person to kind of swoop in and take that spot. Wholesome presenting is a hilarious way to put it because it's true. He's kind of
0: like he passes as wholesome meaning i do think that there are a lot of very wholesome qualities to him meaning i think you could take him to your family gathering he could schmooze with the best of them he'd be playing with your little nieces and nephews i'm sure you know he'd be barbecuing with your dad he could talk it up with your mom no problem yet when all that goes away and you two go back to your hotel room i think wholesome is like not even a word remotely in any proximity to the way that he's being i think he i i think if we're going to be honest for a second Oh, now I'm really thinking about it. Okay, I think if we're going to be honest for a second, stature aside, like aside from just his height and, and body and like the solidness of his entire being, I also think he's into some shit. Like, I just have to imagine that he's an incredibly sexual being. And I I just, I just can't. I, I'm. This is good. This is like amazing. This is a- I fucking I don't even care. I know that there was not even an eloquent thought in any of the last however many minutes we've spoken about this. I don't give a fuck. This is my live reaction to this and I'm freaking out. And I hope everyone else is, please God, let everyone else be on board in this way because it is so much more fun if everyone is right there with us. Everyone is. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla. With a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Okay, so as expected, we are very much doing continued coverage on the Joe Jonas-Sophie Turner divorce saga, and when I tell you guys it is messier this week than last, I am not kidding.
1: And I don't even know if I thought that was possible.
0: Here's the thing that I want to make really clear before getting into this conversation. As we were saying last week, when the news of this divorce initially broke, the shock that most of us had was the fact that we really didn't see it coming. In our eyes, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner were this beloved couple that— It was totally copacetic, nothing was really going on. That is the least shocking part in all of this in that, you know what? We can accept as pop culture followers that sometimes what we see isn't necessarily what is really going on and we can accept that maybe there were some issues behind closed doors. That is no longer the part that is surprising. I'm completely over the shock of the divorce. The part that is the most surprising is for two people this famous for it to go down in this messy of a way, seemingly intentionally. That
1: is the part that I could not wrap my head around. So the thing that we've seen as of recent with celebrity divorces is that there's a very clear effort to make it seem to the public as amicable as possible. And a lot of times celebrities can get away with doing that because a lot of times there are prenups in place. So all of the stuff that turns divorce really ugly and messy... Uh, for the most part, custody aside, a lot of that stuff is already pre-handled. Yes, custody can get very messy, but we typically, as the public, don't see it that much. It's 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 handled with a certain pair of PR gloves, I feel like, right? So, like as messy as it's gonna get, it's almost like they are going about the proceedings, knowing, but the public is gonna find out about that. And so it's really interesting in watching Joe and Sophie in this divorce is kind of two things. It's one, it's the PR angle of it where there's a very clear PR campaign that's going on. And that's something that we are absolutely not used to seeing in recent years with celebrity divorces. But also, even if there was no statements being given to TMZ, nobody from the inner circle was leaking anything, no, nothing. We would still know that this was getting messy Because all of the court proceedings are public. And so everything that we're seeing here in terms of Sophie's filings, Joe's responses, what's in the specific filings, all of that stuff is being made public. We would have found out about it. And it's such a rare position for the public to be in, in observing a divorce go down this way. With celebrities in recent history, yes, one could totally argue that this is always how it used to be with celebrities. Celebrity divorces always used to be messy. But I think that the effort that we've seen from celebrities to keep any of the messiness as under wraps as possible has been very clear and very calculated in recent history. And this is one where it just seems to be completely unavoidable.
0: I cannot stress enough how beneficial it's been for me to have a close friend who's very invested in pop culture and also just recently passed the bar because they can really explain for me some things that I don't fully get, but I'm so interested in. So if you have any friends that are lawyers and also give even a little bit of a shit about pop culture, I highly recommend sending them the court docs and asking them to kind of dumb it down for you. That's what I did. And it was a fucking game changer for me. So The way that we want to go about this is we're not going to go through all of the court filings. Even though I feel more informed on that, I definitely don't feel entirely capable of regurgitating that information effectively necessarily. However, the way that we want to go through this is basically kind of like how we did last week, take you through the events and the headlines in chronological order and just
1: kind of show how we've gotten to where we're at today. When we saw those two sitting at Via Corotta, Taylor and Sophie, God, we had no idea what we were in for. How are you just going to intro it like that with with no foreplay? I just had to jump right into it.
0: Well, hold on. If you listen to the Bravo episode, you already know this, but I am so happy to relive it again here. I first just want to say, a day before the Taylor Swift-Sophie via Corona dinner was Sophie and Joe with their daughters at Momofuku Noodle Bar. And according to eyewitness accounts, it was very civil, seemed like there were no issues. Meanwhile, the days that followed were about to be pure chaos. But anyway, that was on Monday the 18th. Tuesday, September 19th was Sophie and Taylor Swift's first public outing of the last week at Via Carota, And as we said in the Bravo episode, we just so happened to walk by Via Carota as it was happening. Pre-paparazzi, pre-all of the crowds forming, literally walking back from dinner in the West Village, turning to our right and seeing Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner sitting in the literal most public spot of all of Via Carota, the corner table
1: directly next to the window. First of all, To see Taylor Swift in public eating at a restaurant, that is one of the most famous people in the world, and they are literally sitting in front of you. So that in and of itself was just insane. But when we saw the two of them sitting there, it was this immediate recognition of like, this is about to be the biggest story of the week. Like, Joe Jonas's two exes in the midst of this divorce battle, having dinner together at Via Crota, which is Joe's favorite restaurant, may I add, and Taylor very clearly showing this public support for Sophie. It just, it was one of those things where it's not like you see them at dinner and then a couple of nights later there's a story that comes out and you're like, oh wow, I didn't, I didn't realize the internet was gonna like make it. It was like the immediate recognition of like, we are seeing like a historic dinner go down.
0: Because it was so intentional. It was so unbelievably intentional. And I was saying this in the Bravo episode, but obviously if you listen to this episode, like you really get it. When Julie and I were saying a few weeks ago of about walking down the street and like seeing Hugh Jackman, and because he was in a mask, so it kind of took you a second, this really funny thing that was happening where we were watching everybody pass him and then turn around and have to question like whether or not that was him. That same thing was happening here where these like little pockets of people were forming and they're like, is that, wait, is that? And then everyone's like, yes, it is. And I think like five minutes after we left was really when it became gridlock and just so much paparazzi, so many crowds. But
1: that one moment, it felt like
0: time stood still.
1: Well, that's what I couldn't get over. The, the When we walked by and we saw them, it, it's not that I had this moment of like, is that her? It was like, there is nobody more recognizable. Like that, it didn't even take me a second to register that it was her. But what I couldn't get over and what took me a second to be like, wait, am I like I, am I hallucinating right now? Is that it felt like nobody else in the moment was like seeing what we were seeing? Like, yeah, like you said, like a couple of people had walked by, but it was after we had already seen Taylor and Sophie sitting there. So, like a couple of people did the thing that we did. But as we were walking by, it was like we took a second and we checked our surroundings. And what we expected of a very public Taylor Swift dinner, AKA like a crowd like we saw at, Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff's wedding to form, it didn't exist. And so we were walking by and we were like, wait a second, like, where is, how is this possible that it's just us and anybody at the restaurant right now? And then I am not kidding. I think five minutes later, we were still standing on the corner, just like debriefing what had just happened. And it was like, it was like, I blinked and all of Manhattan was there.
0: No, it was like we blinked and all of a sudden people are running and you just see a crowd of girls running and like, I got it. Zero shame or shade to that. I totally fucking get it. But it was just, the progression was was really something. Also, by the way, the people that were sitting outside and had them in direct eyeline, I... Would like to go on record and say that they were not taking enough advantage of that. They were so unbothered. They were all talking to each other. Like, how are you not distracted? No, everybody was unfazed. It was the craziest thing of everything. I'm like, this is, if there's ever a time to be phased, it is in this moment. This is above like the just just be cool. No one's cool in this situation. Because here's the thing it's not as simple as like a celebrity spotting. Fine, that happens. If you live in New York, you live in LA, that shit happens all of the time. It was one who it was, but also, The moment in time that it was occurring at Joe's favorite restaurant, on record favorite restaurant, like
1: the intentionality of it cannot be lost on us. I could not imagine sitting across from a friend, even you, and caring about one word they had to say while that was going on in the background. Especially me. All we do is talk. (laughs) You'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to focus. I would actually, yeah. Oh, I obviously. couldn't imagine having to fake it for somebody. That's like my worst nightmare. Like oh. somebody that you like aren't like that close with and you got dinner with and then you Julie, know, you're catching up on. Thing. No, that's my worst here's nightmare. The thing.
0: Here's the thing. We don't go to dinner with people we have to fake it with. That would just never happen. If, you, if we're sitting at dinner with someone, there's zero faking it going on. It's like the kind of thing how they say your really, really close friends are the friends that you can sit in silence and watch TikToks with and you don't ever have to worry about filling a moment. Those are the same kind of people I'm trying to be with when Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift are sitting across the restaurant from me. No small talk here. Amen. No talk. No talk. <laughs> so
1: it's what Julie and I like to call a little thing called quiet time. My favorite time. All right, let's get into let's get into the the real bulk of what's happening here with Joe and Sophie. Okay. Little chronological
0: headline breakdown. I'm sure we are missing some things. We didn't include every single thing, but these are the big pieces that you need to know. Just warning, going to be a few minutes of me reading stuff. I feel that it's important, or at least we put in some of the important things just to make sure we're all on the same page because it's a lot of information. So Thursday, September 21st, the headline, Sophie Turner sues Joe Jonas to have their children return to England. This is via People. In a lawsuit filed in a Manhattan court on September 21st and obtained by People, Turner requested for her two daughters to be returned to England. The suit against Jonas called for, quote, the immediate return of children wrongfully removed or wrongfully retained. The documents claim that the former couple agreed to have England as their, quote, forever home and were in the process of buying a house in the English countryside in April after selling a Miami property. During this time, Turner began filming the Joan miniseries and reportedly agreed to have their kids accompany Jonas on tour because he had more daytime hours for them, though she had, quote, hesitation about the, quote, temporary arrangement. After Jonas filed for divorce on September 5th, Turner, quote, reiterated the plan to move to England, but on September 19th, Jonas's attorney allegedly confirmed to Turner's legal team that he wouldn't be turning over the passports nor give consent for the move. The suit states, quote, the father has possession of the children's passports, He refuses to return the passports to the mother and refuses to send the children home to England with the mother. Like already, by the way, this is a prime example of what we were saying in terms of like, this is some shit you never expect to see from people this famous. Not saying it doesn't happen, but you never expect to see it. Essentially, what she's saying here is that he hijacked the passports for the kids not to be able to go to England. Okay. This is now more info on Sophie's petition via NBC News. The petition said that the couple had an argument August 15th, Jonas's birthday, and that, quote, on or about September 1st, Jonas filed for divorce in Florida. Turner did not learn about the divorce filing until September 5th through the media, the petition says. The petition says Jonas's divorce filings incorrectly claimed the children had lived in Florida for six months before the divorce filing. Okay, just to recap, we are basically hearing that, According to this, Sophie Turner did not know that Joe had filed for divorce until she saw it in the media like the rest of us. Again, that's just what this is saying, but just to make sure we're all on the same page. Turner and Jonas met Sunday, September 17, to discuss their separation, and Turner reiterated their agreement for the children to return to England that week, it says. The petition says Jonas had the children's passports, but refused to hand them over and send them with Turner back to England says the children, who have dual citizenship, are, quote, fully involved and integrated in daily life in England with the older child attending school and both involved in playdates and cultural activities. Turner has requested the return of her children to England and has submitted her application for a term with the Central Authority for England and Wales. And she says she, quote, never consented or acquiesced to the removal of the children from England, the court document says. The children are with Turner in New York, the filing says. Okay. We are now going to Thursday, September 21st. This is Joe's response to Sophie's filing. Following Sophie's suit, a representative for Joe shared a statement obtained by People. Quote, after multiple conversations with Sophie, Joe initiated divorce proceedings in Florida, as Florida is the appropriate jurisdiction for the case. Sophie was aware that Joe was going to file for divorce. The Florida court has already entered an order that restricts both parents from relocating the children. Sophie was served with this order on September 6th, more than two weeks ago. Joe and Sophie had a cordial meeting this past Sunday in New York when Sophie came to New York to be with the kids. They have been with her since that meeting. Joe's impression of the meeting was that they had reached an understanding that they would work together towards an amicable co parenting setup. The statement alleges that less than 24 hours after the quote, amicable co parenting setup was agreed upon, quote, Sophie advised that she wanted to take the children permanently to the UK. Thereafter, she demanded via this filing that Joe hand over the children's passports so she could take them out of the country immediately. The statement asserts that the musician is, quote, seeking shared parenting with the kids that they are raised by both their mother and father and is, of course, also okay with the kids being raised both in the U.S. and the U.K., but also alleges that the children, quote, have spent the vast majority of their lives in the U.S. The statement continues, quote, after being in Joe's care for the past three months at the agreement of both parties, the children are currently with their mother. Sophie is making this claim only to move the divorce proceedings to the U.K. and to remove the children from the U.S. permanently. Joe has already disavowed any and all statements reportedly made on his behalf that were disparaging of Sophie. They were made without his approval and are not consistent with his views. His wish is that Sophie reconsider her harsh legal position and move forward in a more constructive and private manner. His only concern is the well-being of the children. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: It's so nuts. It Like, this is so nuts. I'm so, like, upset by this. Like, it is... I mean, I'm so fascinated by it. I am so curious about everything that went on. But more than anything, I am like so heartbroken that this is how it's playing out because for both of them, I can't even imagine.
0: This is the kind of thing where, again, like you said earlier, because we have these court documents, you are getting far more information than you would initially expect to get. And one of the things that I really zoned in on just from a curiosity perspective was in Sophie's petition, her recounting this argument they had on his birthday, August 15th, and how you know just two weeks later, he files for divorce in Florida. My question, of course, is, and I don't know if it's something we will ever get, most likely
1: we will not, what the fuck happened in that argument? What happened in that argument and is whatever the alleged ring camera footage, is that what the argument is about? We also just have to pay attention to the dates here. Like,
0: again, that was on, allegedly, August 15th, and he filed for divorce in Florida September 1st. She apparently found out about it September 5th when the rest of the world did. That means in the course of three weeks, this went from everything is kosher to that they're getting a divorce, which obviously is not the case. I'm sure there were things leading up, but in terms of, like the intensity of the progression, that is a very, very short amount
1: of time. I mean, and also her Instagram. Like we have an Instagram post from August 14th of the two of them, of her posting from the Jonas Brothers concert, of her bracelets at the Jonas Brothers concert, but also they are walking together in this Instagram. She is kissing his hand. They're holding hands and she is kissing his hand. And that is from August 14th that that was posted. So. The day before this big fight apparently occurred that caused the end of their marriage, they were evidently on okay enough terms where she felt comfortable publicly supporting him. Like, I I can't wrap my head around the timeline here because typically I would say, you know, you can't read that much into social media and you can't read that much into this public supporting where, you know, she was at Jonas Brothers concerts and clearly in the audience as a fan of his, because if they were having issues and they were trying to work through it, then part of that as a celebrity is kind of putting on a brave public face. And so typically I would say, you know, all of that can exist and they could also be having the worst problems in the world. But there's just something about that August 14th post, that August 14th, Attendance of a Jonas Brothers concert and full support to one day later having a fight big enough where they would have filed for divorce. I mean, and forget about the fight in and of itself. For there to be so much public support of her towards him, and and then a divorce ensues this messy a couple of days later. Forget about the fight, just the actual filing. Like I, I cannot wrap my head around all of this. I mean, the from the perspective of, like,
0: if this truly went down in the way that she's claiming it did in terms of her not knowing that he was about to file, you know, feels as though it's a move, like, from a custody perspective, right? His, his goal is to keep the kids in the U.S., and he was kind of getting, getting a little bit ahead of that. It just, I, it's just not what I expected. And I just hope for both of their sakes and for the kids' sakes, this chills a little bit. Me too. I don't really have anything profound to add here because I'm still digesting it, but it is as messy as people are making it out to be. If you didn't really know much and
1: you just heard people kind of talking about it, they weren't lying. By the way, also like just just to go back to them as a couple for a second, because I do think that with how messy this divorce has been and the fact that it kind of smacked us all in the face... We had to quickly, like you said in the beginning of this section, we had to very quickly move off of our shock of the actual split onto our shock of how the split is going down, right? So we had to very quickly reconcile and be like, okay, we can understand that celebrities are people that we don't actually know and their relationship exists as an entity that we don't actually know. And what they present to us is not always the case behind closed doors. And we quickly had to accept that reality in order to try and understand how it got as messy as it did. I am still on the fact of like, this was not just any celebrity couple in our minds. This wasn't just like two people that existed together and we knew them to be married. This was a couple that we were all not only rooting for, but like obsessed with. Like we were so obsessed with their love. The way they interacted with each other, the way they spoke to each other, the way they presented their relationship to us like it it wasn't just a regular celebrity couple that seemed in love like this went beyond that and so like I know we all had to kind of quickly move on from that but like I I don't think I'm fully ready to and you know what you don't have to be (laughs) honestly you don't because I
0: get it I I've just been so swept up in what has transpired since the initial announcement that I felt kind of forced to move off of that but you're right like if we want to just take a breather from the intensity of all of this and go back to the simplicity of it which is like holy fuck Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are no longer together you're right that is very surprising from what we had kind of always viewed their relationship to be not to say that things can't happen of course they do it's just the swiftness <laughs> no pun intended with the way that it happened is I think what's kind of rocking us all <music> This segment of CBC Hotline is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Hi guys, this is Jesse. I know you guys are always talking about how celebrities are always launching new brands. And I was just wondering, what are some of your favorites and which ones do you think are really worth it? Thanks. I would just like to start out by saying that for two deeply pop culture celebrity obsessed people, I would actually say that there is typically not that high of a conversion rate for us in terms of a celebrity coming out with a brand and then us buying it.
1: We are pretty skeptical until proven otherwise. It's not even just like the name of the celebrity doesn't always influence us to jump on it right away. It's like, I think we're a little bit programmed to be like, we are not buying into your celebrity product. And then when somebody like actually highly recommends it to us, that's when we're on board. But once we are on board, we are on board. Yeah, I mean, we made a short list here. Obviously, the first one, which I sound
0: like a broken record, but it would just not be an answer to this question if I didn't mention it, is, of course, Skims. And I know, by the way, just as a side, that... Since me initially talking about them years ago, we have now done podcast ads with them, which is like to me personally the coolest thing ever. I just need you to know that my authenticity in loving them so much has nothing to do with the fact that after we ended up doing ads with them, like truly, I would be saying this whether or not we ever did an ad, which is I am a die hard fan of all things skims, specifically the soft lounge long sleeve dress and the. That is just a hill I will forever die on.
1: I always say to you when we talk about celebrity brands is like, there is something truly exceptional about the ability for a celebrity brand. I wouldn't always say to be larger than the celebrity themselves, because I don't think it's possible for something to be larger than Kim Kardashian herself. But you could be the biggest Kim Kardashian hater in the world. And somebody gives you a Skims product and you are immediately on board with what she is selling. Like there is just something so incredible about when a celebrity comes out with a product that really, really speaks for itself.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, honestly, if you were to ask me like, okay, well, what about it that you do you like so much? It's that it merges two of my favorite things, which is being comfortable and being sexy. And so the fact that I can be the most comfortable ever in my soft lounge tank while also like kind of showing off my tits, I'm sold. You you had me there.
1: I definitely had you there. (laughs) There's a lot of ones on this list where I feel like it varies between products that we genuinely love and die by. For example, a Fenty. Fenty Beauty is like, there is not a makeup bag that I own, whether it's at my house, my apartment, traveling, that doesn't have Fenty products in it. Or if it's something where it's like, the name is just so recognizable and it's not necessarily like, It's not necessarily like I am downing shots of Casamigos tequila every night, but if I am going out and I'm ordering a drink, I will usually say, do you have Casamigos?
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of Fenty, obviously Rihanna very much knows what she's doing, but if I'm choosing one product, it's, I think they're called the matchsticks, like the the highlighter ones, because on a daily basis, like if I'm leaving my apartment, 99.9% of the time throughout the day, I'm not wearing makeup. But if I think there's a high likelihood I'm going to run into someone or just for whatever reason, feel I want a little something. I will do a little bit of mascara, a little bit of brow gel, and then I'll take a brush, put it on the matchstick, put a little on the inner corners of my eye and a little on my cupid's bow. Obviously lip gloss goes without saying, but like that little bit of highlight, it really does something. I truly believe it has the ability to enhance whatever features you're looking to enhance. And for me, it's always like lips and eyes. And I just love that
1: it, it does what it's supposed to do. I couldn't agree more. But by the way, while we're on the topic of enhancing lips and and never leaving the house without lip gloss, I would say our favorite product, which sadly no longer exists, was a celebrity branded lip gloss. Oh. I mean, I told you guys this before. You know how I feel about Addison
0: Rae's Item Beauty in the shade Hey Y'all. People think that like we were joking when we said that. I am, if, if for any reason you are listening to this and you still have some access to Item Beauty, I am begging you to send me any of the Hey Y'all backstock. It makes your lips look so fucking juicy. I'll literally use a used one. Yeah, I'm not above a test or anything I am. Also, I'm loving a little Jaden Will Smith Just Water.
1: That is a perfect example of one that I would say probably 50%, if not higher, has absolutely zero idea that that's the origin of it. Yeah.
0: They don't know that it's Jaden Smith behind it, you're saying. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times when we're talking about celebrity brands, it's it's in the beauty space because there are just a lot of celebrity beauty brands. But I actually really like Favorite Daughter, which is Sarah and Aaron Foster's line. I
1: love, love, love the jeans that I have from
0: them. I just think this stuff is like very good quality. It's not inexpensive by any means, but it's it's quality. And I, I also, for some reason, like, like following the journey, I feel like they're both always posting about it. So a lot of the times it's like you're watching something in the creation phase and then you see it come to life. And I don't know, I think they've done a really good job with that brand.
1: I do always appreciate the behind the scenes of a celebrity brand, especially when it's one that you're invested in. Like there is something about road beauty where like I die. Die for the lip peptides. I When they come out with the tinted one, like that will be a new personality trait. But also I feel so invested in the behind the scenes of every single launch. I love the fact that there's an event for every single launch. I love the fact that there's a dinner and an influencer event and Justin and Haley are there supporting each other. Like I am just so, I am as excited for the products as I am for the launch and the behind the scenes of it.
0: Yeah, which, uh, you know, they know what they're doing. By the way, like, it's not that I'm out here buying so much Goop product, but I can appreciate the brand as a whole because of how far the the bit has gone. You know, like I can appreciate what they provide to the meme culture.
1: I can appreciate pretty much everything about Gwyneth Paltrow. And Goop is, Goop has just become so intrinsically linked to her that I I can't separate the two and I would have never I would never want to. And by the way, not that I really have any goop stuff, but we fucked up goop kitchen in LA.
0: Oh, we fucked up goop kitchen in LA. It was delicious and I would do it again. Yep. Yeah, I mean there's a lot. I you know I feel about a sniff candle. I think that the sniff ditch planes candle is one of the best candles on the market. And I'm also, if I'm honestly I'm not throwing a lemmy gummy out of bed. So I guess in conclusion Uh, On occasion, I can be very into a celebrity brand. And thank you for this question. Thank you to our sponsor, Metro by T-Mobile. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada, which means wireless without the gotcha. You know, it's been a little while since we've had a new Pete Davidson relationship to discuss. And following his split with Chase Suey Wonders, who he dated for roughly about a year, it is now being reported that he is dating Madeline Klein, which I find to be a very fitting couple. How are you feeling about this? Fitting is exactly the word I would use to describe it as well. A source told Us Weekly, quote, Pete and Madeline are dating. They spent the night together at the Beverly Hills Hotel and then had breakfast together there the next morning. They were really low-key and kept things casual, wearing baseball hats. To which I say, I have seen this film before because guess who was eating with Pete Davidson for breakfast at the Beverly Hills Hotel before Madeline Klein?
1: None other than Miss
0: Kim Kardashian herself.
1: I can't decide if, (laughs) it's so funny because it's the Beverly Hills Hotel, right? It's like, of course they're going to stay there. But is this a situation where Pete always stayed at the Beverly Hills Hotel whenever he came into town? Or this is a situation where Kim showed Pete what it was like over at the Beverly Hills Hotel and he said, oh, I'm about to make this my whole personality.
0: Yep. I was about to say, Kim showed him those truffle fries and the fucking like $28 celery juice and- He got a taste of the good life. And I can't blame him for not going back. No, I can't. Here's the thing about the Beverly Hills Hotel. You walk in there and when you leave, you feel humiliated, like your integrity has left you because of the amount of money that you just spent on a delicious, but not overwhelmingly phenomenal meal. However, you leave and while you feel like your dignity was stripped from you, you look at the person you were with and you're like, yeah, I'd probably do that again.
1: No, it's a dehumanizing experience. And I, the way that I feel about it is if my dad said to me, like, (laughs) tell me how much you spent at the Beverly Hills Hotel on breakfast, or I'll never speak to you again. I would be like, well, we had a good run because I can't look you dead in the eye and tell you how much that breakfast was.
0: I would say to my dad, I care too much about your heart and the cardiac disease that you unfortunately do suffer from to put you at risk for another heart attack by telling you that the celery juice I could have easily made myself cost a portion of my college tuition. Like, we can't be doing that. If you, Here's a warning. If you're going to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel and you then want to share with your parents, if they have any sort of ailments that could potentially put them at risk for a heart attack, do not share the price. Because specifically, if you have a Jewish dad, he will lose it.
1: Mine isn't even concerned about my dad's heart. It's just like, I know what little hair you have left on your head, and I don't need for you to lose the rest of it.
0: Yeah, I I really get it. But again, we've said this and- Every time we go to LA, we fucking find ourselves there, not for every meal, but for one meal. And we go in knowing we're about to get our ass handed to us and we take it willingly. And you want to know what takes the edge off? Taking an edible before you go. Because if you're going to spend that much on truffle fries, you better enjoy every single bite with zero guilt.
1: I could sit there all day, not move, and be the happiest little fucking clam in the world.
0: (laughs) As we say, you can't say we didn't have fun. No, you cannot say we didn't have fun. Anyway, back to Pete and Madeline now that- oh, I was like,
1: how do we even get her? What are we talking about?
0: <laughs> so as we know, she previously dated Chase Stokes, who is now dating Kelsey Ballerini. And she was also previously linked to Zach Bia around December 2021, which as every beautiful girl in Hollywood is at one time, for some reason or another, but, you know, Pete, just seems to make a lot of sense. I don't know why, but this is one where I'm like, I absolutely can see it, and I hope you do have fun. Based on his pattern,
1: it won't last that long, but I can imagine them, you know, having a good time. I mean, listen, let's see. I guess what it depends on your definition of what long with Pete is, because I think typically when we talk about men in Hollywood dating and we say it won't last long, it's because they quickly move on to the next person, and it's you know, kind of a revolving door. Pete has dated a lot of people, but I don't necessarily characterize it as that because I think the thing with Pete is like, he kind of commits kind of easily or pretty easily. And so Chase, Suey wonders was a year long relationship. Kim was almost a year long relationship. Ariana was, you know, a fast relationship, but there was an engagement ring there. I mean, I don't think that with Pete, you could ever say, Oh, it won't last long. I think with Pete, you really never know how long it's going to last. Right, right. I just, I'm, listen, I'm, what I'm
0: saying is that like, I'm not overly investing myself in this. However, I'm interested, I'm watching, and I'm patiently awaiting the content. Patiently awaiting the content. Yes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of other content that I am very much looking forward to seeing more of, We, of course, have to talk about Kylie in Milan during Milan Fashion Week at the Prada show, holding up her phone to reveal that her lock screen is seemingly a photo of her and Timothy where he is kissing her on the cheek. And I just want to tell you guys that our excitement towards that was at the level where if this Travis Taylor Swift thing never happened, we probably would have
1: started off the podcast with this. The way that we started off the podcast when you said, just hit record, we have to do this, I almost was like, let's just record an episode right now about this lock screen. We were flipping from that, like, and I still am. By the way, I mean, in this current
0: moment, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift has taken over me. But like, I do not think that I forgot my roots, which was a few days ago was seeing Kylie at the Prada show. Because keep in mind, we're also very much like in a Kylie phase at the moment, and she's really given us the content that we're looking for. So then, for her to do that, it was like, oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. She saw the Beyonce reaction, she saw the U.S. Open reaction. She was like, wait. Hold my beer for a second.
1: But that's what every single one of these stories that we're talking about has in common, which is like, they know what they're doing and we are eating it up. Like they, Taylor going to this game, she knows exactly what the fuck she's doing. Taylor and Sophie having dinner together, exactly what the fuck they're doing. Kylie giving us everything that she's given us and the wallpaper knows exactly what she is doing. And it fucking Works and I'll tell you why it works. I'll tell you why it works because if it didn't work, I would be sitting here and going, "They don't know what they're doing." But God, God, do they know what they're doing? Oh, it. I mean, I know I'm losing it from
0: this. I'm. I. I am. You know what? I. I honestly, Julie, I'm really glad that we're talking about this because I, I can't even lie to you. I feel that so much has happened in the past few days, both personally and pop culture wise, that I. I didn't forget about this, but it was on the back burner. And
1: I'm so glad to put it back to the front burner for this moment. I have been unable to forget about this. I don't want to forget about it, but, and listen, it's like, it's one of those things where I think that if you weren't following them closely or maybe didn't get the appeal of them, or maybe weren't invested in this relationship, you would say to us, well, what's the big deal? Like, You already saw them together. You saw that they were kissing at Beyonce. You saw that they were together at the U.S. Open. It's not like this wallpaper is any sort of relationship confirmation. Of course not. But a detail like that of him being the wallpaper on her phone gives you just the slightest bit of insight into where they are at in their relationship because it is one thing to make out in public. It is another thing to make a guy the wallpaper on your phone. Forget about making a guy the
0: wallpaper on your phone. It's another thing to be at Prada during Milan Fashion Week and publicize that. That's what it is. It's not even so much about him being her wallpaper. It's her intentionally showing that he is her wallpaper. That's the thing here. (laughs) That's what I was saying to you before. Like, they are committed to this now that it's out and what we were saying last week after the. US opened we can't wait for more content and in our minds that was like the paparazzi photos of them leaving dinner or a red carpet appearance. This was the next piece of content. it actually wasn't them together at all. It just came in the form of Kylie holding up her phone yet that gave us even more insight than I think we could have gotten maybe from IRL the two of them together and um, I'm fucking obsessed also just as like a, a side note, not necessarily Kylie and Timothy specific. I really do feel like a person's lock screen is a really big deal.
1: Yeah. It is a very, very personal thing. I mean, mine's currently Washington Square Park, but I guess my love for New York is is a personal thing. But yeah, I think a lot of times it can be like a very intimate understanding of somebody as to what they choose for that picture to be.
0: It is. I, mean, I don't mean that it's necessarily has to be another person, but you look at your lock screen every single day. It is for many people, the first thing that they see when they wake up in the morning, it's, you know, just like becomes almost like the background to your life because of the way that smartphones have made their way into our lives. And so for her to every single day, know that the first thing she's seeing is Timothy kissing her on the cheek. Yeah. That's, that's saying something to me.
1: I hope they post that picture so I can make it my wallpaper. (laughs) Okay. What are your thoughts on Kim OBJ? My thoughts are, we are going to get more of this. I I can't necessarily tell you what my thoughts are in terms of them together, in terms of if they make sense as a couple. I'm starting to really think that they do. I, I think last week's Kardashian episode, I had said I was really coming around on thinking that this was actually happening, but... My overwhelming thought is that when you see a headline that two people are hanging out and one of those people is Kim, that means that the next headline that's coming is Kim and blank leaving restaurant together, Kim and blank being seen on public together. And for it to be OVJ, I think I'm really excited to see those pictures come. Well, first, it's reported on September
0: 19th from People, Kim Kardashian and OBJ are, quote, hanging out after a split from Lauren Wood, says Source. And it said, Kim Kardashian and OBJ have made a connection, A Source tells People. The insider confirms that the Kardashian star and the Baltimore Ravens' wide receiver, quote, are hanging out. Multiple sources also add that the 30-year-old NFL pro and his longtime model girlfriend, Lauren Wood, have also officially split. And then from TMZ, it said, Sources connected to the pair tell us while Kim's not seriously dating anyone at the moment, she's absolutely open to finding love again if she finds the right person. However, the source insists OBJ is strictly a friend and they've got a few mutual friends in common. Well, that we know for a fact. There's definitely a lot of overlap in terms of their friendships. I mean, I think even just generally he's friends with Kendall, the whole Drake connection. There's, you know, a a bunch of that. But when these amount of headlines come out, is it very possible that something's possibly going on? Yes. Would I be shocked? No. For some reason, you would think this has all the makings to be the kind of thing I would be so in for because OBJ has certainly been in our orbit from like a pop culture lens for a while now. Obviously, if you you know, or someone who follows sports, very much tuned into him. But even from a pop culture lens, he's someone that we're very familiar with. I think from our POV, a lot of it because of his close friendship with Drake. But I don't know, for some reason, I'm not like dying over this. Although I'm sure if I saw a photo of them together, I would be. I just can't fake the excitement for something that I'm not totally seeing. However, I maintain the fact that if I did see a photo of them together, I'm sure that would stir up something inside of me.
1: If this is true and this is happening... I think more than anything else, you're just going to be excited to be able to discuss Kim being in a relationship almost regardless of who the person is. I think that it is going to be more fun to discuss her with somebody like an OBJ who is more of a front-facing celebrity and more of a known name than, let's say, a Rich Paul type, which is what we have been saying that we see Kim with, but like, isn't necessarily so much fun to dive into because we don't we wouldn't necessarily know the other person. Like it wouldn't necessarily be somebody that we have previous knowledge of and it wouldn't necessarily be somebody that like we have a chance of finding out more about the relationship from their point of view, from their angle, from their Instagram, from their social media, whatever it is. So I think that's the first thing is just like, it will be really exciting to see Kim in a relationship and it'll be exciting to see her in a relationship with somebody who's public if it comes to be that. I think with OBJ specifically, I think that as soon as those first pictures drop, Again, if that is the case and if we see this relationship form, I think you are going to like very quickly get into it. And I'm not saying that I'm there yet either. I just know that I always have the capacity to get there.
0: And I am so on your page in that I reserve the capacity to get there. And at the first sight of a photo, if we get it, I will be right there with you. It's just because we've seen so little, I'm not totally there. But (laughs) don't you worry. The second we do, Julie, you know, you don't got to tell me twice.
1: I've never in my life been less worried about anything. Yeah. We all get bogged down with the mundane
0: tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it a time you take a break from your normal boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are, all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 or older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15, 2024, void where prohibited. Also, the announcement that Usher is headlining the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas, with the announcement made as a collaboration between Apple Music, Usher, and Kim. I'm sure you all saw this video. If not, we will put the link, but... It's Kim on the phone telling him the news that he's the halftime performance and him on the other end of the phone, the clip from his 2004 Confessions Part 2 music video, which was kind of a genius way to do it. Kim's involvement in the whole thing, specifically given her recent history with Usher and that she's such a diehard fan and has cemented herself as such a diehard fan, was perfection, Tens across the board. I am so pumped for this. And what a day to be Usher.
1: Can I tell you how I felt about the Kim involvement in all of this? First of all, I am, I'm so excited for it to be Usher. Like I have, I think I have been a huge Usher fan since I was literally in fifth grade and he is going to be an incredible halftime performer. So I just want to acknowledge that before I move on to the Kim element of it. The way that I felt about the Kim element of it is like every, Podcast episode, we somehow bring it back to Kim. Like we always say, give us a topic and we will tie it into Kim, either purposely or accidentally. It just happens. And I just felt so validated in this Super Bowl announcement of Usher, where like all of a sudden there's Kim. It's like, you know what? We may do it, but so does every fucking other person. Because what reason does Kim have to have any involvement in this announcement? It wasn't just like it was a random promo, it wasn't just like, you know, Kim supporting it. It was like the announcement of, of Usher's halftime show is a collab post involving Kim and Kim being the other person on the phone. I'm like, yeah, that fucking validated the shit out of everything that I do on a daily basis. <laughs>
0: it's like, it's not just us.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we a thousand percent do it. A thousand percent.
0: No one is doubting that we are certainly self-aware enough to acknowledge that. But again, it is not
1: just us. No. Like I never took a halftime performance and made Kim part of the launch. All I did was connect her back to Drake a couple of times. (laughs) Who's the weird one now? (laughs) (laughs) This
0: shit is funny tonight. Like I was, are you in a great mood?
1: I could do this. Actually, I'm not kidding. I'm for hours. I know for hours. Well, I also have to tell you guys that, can I just
0: tell them about this morning? Yeah, of course. Okay. Like, honestly, one of the reasons, I mean, I feel like we're always in really good moods, but one of the reasons specifically today is such a happy day is because it's my birthday in a few days. And this morning, Julie and Isabel and two of my other best friends, we all went over to Isabel's apartment and they wanted to give me my gift before we go away for the weekend. And I was like, what are you guys getting me? Like, there's nothing that I wanted. My gift really in my mind was them all coming with me on this trip for my birthday. And I get to Isabel's apartment and they hand me this book that they have spent the last few weeks putting together with literally hundreds and hundreds of pictures of all of us from the last, I don't know, what, five or so years?
1: Yeah. And then all of your baby pictures with Jake and Carly. Like in the most thoughtful organization,
0: there was such intentional curation with this that the first page is just, all of us with my dad, like all individual pictures from all of the adventures that we do together with my dad on one page. There's like, (laughs) there's just like a page of all of us smoking. There's some of my like really, really thirsty thirst traps. It was just like the, the most, I've never felt more Like seen and loved and celebrated. And honestly, the thing that I kept saying is like, I, for the last few months, have been saying, God, I really just want to print out my photos and put them in a photo album, but I know myself. I wasn't going to do it. Like I was just too lazy to do it. So the fact that you guys did it for me and then presented it in like the most thoughtful beautiful way it was so special. And I'm so appreciative. And I have been looking at it all day. And like right before we were recording, I was just downstairs going through it again. And so it was just so special. And I, I love you so much. That was like the best thing ever.
1: I am just so happy we were able to give it to you. Like I was literally, I I couldn't have waited another day to give it to you. Like I, I knew that we were going to give it to you at 1030 this morning. And I woke up at seven eyes open. Like it was fucking Christmas morning. Because by the way, it is as happy as you are to get that gift. It is always, always a million times better to give a really good gift. And I was just beyond, beyond, beyond words excited for you to get it. And I just, I was excited, by the way, to look through it again. Like I didn't have the book in my possession. All I wanted to do was flip through the pages of it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was, oh, it was, I was just, that was so amazing. What an amazing way to start my day. And then what an amazing way to end it. Like talk about content that that that's the start and the Travis and Taylor video is the end. That's that's a great day as far as I'm concerned.
1: I think a really important PSA that everybody should take from this little book is that it is really important to have printed pictures and I think that everything exists on our phones and everything that we post has become so curated where it's like you never just get to like flip through all of your pictures together, like all of just everything, all of your memories. Like you can't scroll through your phone in that way because you have all of these random screenshots and it's hard to, like, to when I look through my parents' albums of like how uncurated everything is and it's just all of their pictures, all of their memories. It's not even just my baby photos, just like seeing my parents in college, like seeing them and their friends. Like there is nothing that makes me happier. And so to be able to have that for you, for ourselves, for any of your friends, like, there is literally, I am telling you, nothing better in the entire world.
0: No, there there really isn't. And I, I said to you as I was going through it, I was like, oh, our kids are going to
1: fucking love this page. Like the pictures of us in Greece or like, you know, just the ones where it's like, wow. That was literally the intention of like, yeah, of course it's for us, but like our kids are going to lose it from being able to have that one day. I
0: know. Well, you know, they always say like on Mother's Day when it's like everyone wants to post about how hot their mom used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That
1: one page. I was like, yeah, you guys
0: better fucking post this. My kids that I don't have yet.
1: <laughs> I know. That's how I feel too.
0: <laughs> anyway, you guys, is there anything else that we're missing? Oh, Courtney's baby shower looked beautiful. Looked amazing. Love baby Barker.
1: Love a little Mindy Weiss shout-out by Chloe. Yep. And nothing too much to say, but I am I'm just so happy for Courtney and Travis. Unbelievably happy for Courtney and Travis
0: and unbelievably excited for three days from now when Kardashian season four premieres. Oh my God. I know we have said it before, but just another reminder, we are off for the entire next week. So the week of October 2nd, we are off. Just one more reminder. I'll remind you guys again on the Bravo episode and the Kardashian episode, but I think that is all for today. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this and thank you for allowing us to process the Taylor Travis Kelsey news with you all because I personally would have combusted if I didn't have a space to do that.